What is up, everyone? Welcome to Top Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style. I'm, I'm Jerry. I'm back uh, after a couple of uh, weeks hiatus due to busy life and non-COVID-related sicknesses, which are still lingering. So if I seem more ridiculous than usual, you know why. Uh, joining me, as as is his want, is uh, a nice nice fella from right around uh, up around Cincinnati way. We've got uh, Jake Holton's with us again. Jake, missed you, bud. Yeah, missed you too, Jerry. Hope you're feeling better soon. You know. Yeah, I mean the funny thing is this is better than I was. Huh. <laughs> uh, so so Jake Jake is back. Jake. Uh, are you allowed to talk about where you were? What do you mean? Are you allowed to talk about where you were? I mean, I was. I feel uh, like I'm, I feel like I'm, mean, setting, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. setting you up right now. Yeah, and I, I mean, don't know if you were going to take it. I don't know. Um, so we had some fighters getting ready for some MMA fights, and I was helping out in those fight camps. Um, it was brutal and my body really hurt and I was really busy all the time. Uh, our fighters did great. We went down to Bowling Green, Kentucky a couple weekends ago and came away with a clean sweep three and oh, Dude. came back with an amateur MMA belt. Uh, all told it was great. Although, um, the guy I went down with, we didn't plan very well. So we didn't have a hotel room originally, but somebody had like an extra room, but I didn't bring any extra clothes. I had to sleep in jeans and a flannel, which was not great. And then I woke up and I took a shower and had to put on the same jeans and flannel that I slept in, which was also not great. And then I had to take a three-hour car ride home to Cincinnati in the same jeans and flannel. So when you took them off, they were like still standing up without your body? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to burn them. I wanted to burn them immediately. I never wanted to see them again. Oh, I totally get that. That that totally reminds me of the uh, the drive to Indianapolis and subsequently to Des Moines, Iowa, with no air conditioning. That was yeah. Well, I just was way grosser than normal. Oh my gosh. Yes, dude. Well, showers were had. There was much rejoicing. Very cool. Uh, Jake, you're like the only person who who. Uh, lives this mma trainer life that i don't know anybody else who does this it's kind of cool it's pretty crazy i mean you gotta you're like, be kind you're of, like my real life mickey you gotta be you gotta be a little bit crazy to do it you know i mean and uh we're, we're hoping to uh move me into that cage here uh, very very soon ish as long as i can get my act together so jake <laughs> holy crap that's gonna be that's huge yeah but i mean it's there's there is still a lot of work to be done and it's all on my shoulders and i just have to i just have to buckle down and and do it but you know as long as i can show that i can do that i don't see any reason why i can't compete and not only compete but win so okay jake so 
you're my my bodyguard whenever I travel from now on. I got I got I got problems with this kind of thing. I just need to make sure Jake can put them in some kind of hold, get them to submit. Like you might want somebody a little bit taller for a bodyguard. Let's let's be honest here. Why? Well, I mean, you know, my uh, my skills have their limits. If it's you know some six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound Jack guy, I'm not gonna mess with him. I don't want any part of that. You know. Are you immediately telling me like, look, I wouldn't be a great bodyguard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, bodyguards <laughs> has its limits, you know. You got to be kind of taller to be a bodyguard. If I was taller, I'd be all over it. But you know, I didn't realize there was like a height requirement. You know, I just thought if you were like jacked and knew your stuff, you're fine, man. I mean, theoretically, it could work. I could take him down real easy and. This is this is this is the Jake I want to hear. This is good. You know, just I, I don't know. I would feel nervous if you, you got into a scuffle with a six foot four dude somewhere. Ah, dude. Now, I I think it'd be great watching you topple that dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps one day. I got so much faith in Jake and Jake's just like, no, I, I'm aware of my limitations, sir. <laughs> I'll be like getting Jake into all kinds of trouble. Jake's like, no, no, that guy's big. No, Jerry, let's take that back. Uh, let's not insult the man's team, uh, the big man's team. Uh, all right. So, so Jake, uh, you were at, uh, you were at fight camp, which you're fully allowed to talk about. Yeah. Cool. It was no great. Rules, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, good stuff, man. So before we get started, Jake, I gotta I gotta throw a shout out and a big thank you to Brian Molina from the Utah Face. The sent me a rockin' Utah Toffees Utah wow, scarf. That is cool. Freaking awesome. Those guys have to be amazing. Like that's that's, that's amazing right there. Yeah, it's look I mean, at that. That's very so cool. cool. It's a very cool scarf. I was absolutely I was I was very tickled when this came in the old uh in the mail. My family posts about it. So yeah, just just throwing it out there very everybody. Neat. You toffees are cool cool folks and Brian, I want to tell you thank you. This will uh will be mounted up there. Shout out to the Utoffies. Okay. Yes. Utoffies, thanks so much, uh, Brian, and hope to talk to you again soon. Okay. Uh, so anything else going on with you that I need to know about? Um, not much, except for I'm going to be writing a piece on Anthony Gordon for Toffee Blues. How about I that? I have heard of him, and I've heard of him, oddly enough. It's crazy. So that should be, I'm going to do that tonight. I should be ready. I didn't know tomorrow. you were doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I w- I actually had wrote up a a match report after like immediately after the Manchester United game went final. Um, and uh, John was like, ah, well, somebody already did one. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And he's he was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want you to like waste that work. And I'm like, John, it's, it's really not a big deal. Like, I'm just happy to be able to like even put that out there like as something that was done in an official kind of manner. So just it's cool. We'll, we'll figure something else out. You know, very, very accommodating, very accommodating. So 
but he's like, Hey, do you want to like do something on the player? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, it'd be really easy for me to write something about how great Abdullah Decore has been to start the season or, you know, how much uh, of an impact Andros Townsend has made or Damari Gray has made, or, you know, how much we kind of miss Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but I'm like, you know what? Anthony Gordon had a good match against Manchester United. He played pretty well in the cup match, although I think he had a better match against Manchester United, which is really funny to me. Um, And and he's kind of in an interesting place in his development. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to touch on Anthony Gordon and, and uh, talk about the scouts lad a little bit. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's, I am, uh, I'm eager to check that out because, uh, and we're going to talk, obviously we're going to talk more about the United match later. <coughs> Again, sorry, guys. everybody, I'm going to be coughing some this episode and this is just, uh, this is the hazard. This is, this is what you signed up for when you push play, just letting you know. Jerry's so, playing uh, hurt. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is just like, and I mean exactly like that Michael Jordan flu game. Exactly like it. It's just the same thing. like it. it. These similarities are eerie everyone <laughs> i think a lot of the folks in england right now are like i don't know what that is <laughs> just just no carbon copy situation um so anyway yeah we're going to talk more about that match later um right now as we speak as this is being recorded thursday evening as we speak right now the u.s men's national team is playing against jamaica it is currently it is currently looks like it is nil nil right now. Um, yeah, twenty nine minutes in. Thirty minutes in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that means that means only one thing for all you uh, cool cats out there. See international break, and I know we love it so so much. We love it. <laughs> uh huh. Great. Yes. Sorry. I just don't know anybody who freaking loves the international. Break. Nobody does. Nobody likes it. It's the worst. It's the bane of my existence as a club soccer fan. It's like junk mail. You know what I mean? I, you it's know like what? You- yeah. I wish we could just get rid of uh, international friendlies when there are no big competitions that are being qualified for. It's just scrap international breaks just take a break if you want to do breaks it's fine cool like a week break in there sometime great international breaks terrible just terrible yeah i mean here's the thing u.s men's national team is playing i'll I'll probably watch i'll probably watch you know like when i get out of here as soon as we finish recording i may go turn on the tv for a hot minute watch see how the game's going um I think they play interesting soccer right now. Um, I think we're a little maybe overrated in the world scheme, uh, you know, in the world rankings. I think we're a little a little overrated. Be. Yeah, a little overrated. If we're being honest, you know, I don't like to sit there and you know, I'm not I'm not poo pooing it. I just think we haven't we haven't proven anything yet. You know, so let's qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, I'm still nervous about that. I don't. I, I'm not completely sold that they're going to at this point in time. So I'm not either. I'm not either at all. Uh, and it, 
I mean, I've we've lived through the the disappointment of seeing it like slip through your fingers, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do I think this is a bad U.S. team? Not at all. I think there's a lot it's of talent. Good, on it. Talent, talent wise, is great. Like it's probably mm-hmm. talent wise, maybe not yet, but it will be probably the greatest group of U.S. men's national team players ever. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would it's it would awesome. rival those guys who played in the. 2010 and 2014 world cup like that class i mean it would it would definitely rival those guys in Dude, their look prime. at look at their qualifications look at the clubs that some of these kids are playing at yeah you know i mean there's there's a lot of really good talent here i think the only thing that's really in question more than the talent is is burr the guy you know um he's trying to like sort of invent this u.s like soccer style and culture which you know it's it's odd the way it's kind of going down it's really strange watching the u.s play because you really i think sometimes you never know what they're going to do um yeah. how are they going to play uh so yeah um but anyway um international break I, I i just don't know yeah so anyway what was your prediction for this one u.s jamaica um i mean jamaica's not super talented they're trying to get a lot better players in the door and i think eventually they might succeed because you know some of these players that they're trying to get in the door are probably not going to make their national teams in the country that they want to but right Mm -hmm. now it's still a pretty weak side um they've got a good keeper they've got the philadelphia union keeper who is you know he's one of the best in the mls um he's very good uh they got bobby dave Bobby Reed, who plays at the Cordova. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, uh, he plays at Fulham, I believe. I know he was playing at Cardiff for a little while. They've got Andre Gray, but he's not starting tonight. He's on the bench. Um, you know, there's a little talent on that Jamaica side, but this is a U.S. side that should be winning that match 2-0, probably, I, I, I believe. So I am going to be more boring and negative and say a 1-1 draw. I mean, that honestly feels probably more realistic from from what we've seen in those first three matches, which were very lackluster and very well could have been four points, maybe, total yeah. of those three matches. Pretty lucky to come away with a win in that last match, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they yeah. can hopefully they can be better. Yeah. So anyway uh not a it'll be an interesting interesting to, to kind of see how they go I, I will say i would love to get super excited about about uh u.s men's soccer team love to it would be great i mean that's oh, yeah. what got me into everton so come on it did i mean that was a lot of people man that was a lot of people for real so, so uh so that's going on um more you know just as just as recently today this uh news about newcastle being taken over is a thing we may now have an additional uh financial financially backed club that's going to be uh, well we're going to be pretty loaded um and there's a lot of controversy about the the ownership and who actually owns them uh and all all that stuff and uh and then all of a sudden, you hear all these, oh, they're going to try to get Rafa back stuff. Um, 
I, I just don't have that much of an opinion on it. Do you, Jake? Uh, it's, I, I went through kind of a wave of emotions today where I'm kind of like, did you? Yeah. Um, because this, this takeover makes Newcastle, I think, I think, and now I'm not going to be 100% on this because I don't know exactly, but I think that makes them the richest club in the world. They're That's cons- what all of these tables and graphics I'm seeing. I just don't know how reliable they are. You so, know what I mean? I need to see more than just a graphic. <laughs> you, you, I mean, if that is the case, on paper, that's incredibly terrifying for somebody like Everton. Um, and I might have used the wrong words. I was talking to some other Everton supporters, and I'm like, well, I just don't want, I don't want Everton to be less relevant than they are right now. Mm. And I'm not saying they're irrelevant right now, but they're certainly not the richest club in the world. They're certainly not one of those Sky Six teams. Um, And they've kind of been toiling in mediocrity for the past three seasons or so. Mm. And on paper, I'm like, I really don't want Sky Sports and a bunch of bandwagon fans. And I don't want Newcastle buying up all this talent and just... Mm. It, it just it kind of put me off and I'm like but then you know I'm starting to get reassurances from people like well they would need to have a good scouting system they would need to have a great manager and they would need to have a vision to use their wealth properly and right now they have Steve Bruce at the helm they have a scouting network that is probably not cream of the crop and their talent right now is we've seen relegation level and a massive takeover like that doesn't guarantee that a team is going to survive relegation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of gone back and forth. Um, I, I don't really know how to feel about it. I'm, I'm hugely not a fan of the owners. Um, some of the stuff they've done is just appalling. Yeah, that's the thing that got the emotional rise out of it. Um, that's what got I, more of an emotional rise out of anything, you know, just I'm, because I'm, that, yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't really see the benefit of the Premier League allowing this to go through with those particular owners. I mean, I understand that you want to keep it kind of open and let teams do sell to whomever, but at a certain point, like you're you're talking about people who have had journalists murdered and you want that in your sport like i I just i don't know and i get it shut up and play it's fine um i i know i think you and i have a lot of similar like you know the way we view life i feel like we've kind of talked about this kind of stuff a lot it's it's hard it's hard to kind of come to terms with that part of it I'll be honest, but also um, I have a very, I've started to kind of, I feel like I'm a little bit more, um, I don't know, I I think about does this have, can Everton control any of this? No. Is, you know, is this maybe going to have an impact on us at some point? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, But I'm kind of like, you know, this is going to happen whether I get pissed or not. Right. You know, 
which is a really kind of defeatist mentality, maybe, but it's also kind of a, this is kind of the league, right? You have the money. And if you can divide, separate yourself technically with some paperwork that says, oh, we're not that government. Well, then technically the league's going to be cool with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's their loophole, right? Is they had a a Mm -hmm. legally binding document that said, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is not in control of Newcastle United Football Club. And I'm just, I kind of roll my eyes, right? Because I'm like, yeah, sure. The the physical like government of Saudi Arabia is not in charge, but their right-hand man is like, all right, cool. I got this. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's gross. It's just gross. And But I mean, like, I, good for Newcastle, I guess. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I mean, $200 billion or whatever the hell it is, is not going to guarantee that you're going to be a good football team. Like you still got to, you still got to scout properly. You still have to transfer people in and out properly. You still have to have the proper coach. You have to have proper scouting. And just like Newcastle doesn't exactly have the, the track record of being that kind of club. So, and it's not the same as when Manchester city and Chelsea had their takeovers. You know what I'm saying? Like the rules are so much different now. And I don't know what financial fair play is going to be to them. I don't know. I mean, obviously they've spent hardly anything, so they're probably in a pretty good spot financially right now, but what if they miss on three or four players and then miss on three or four more players and then boom, financial fair play right in your face. So I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I think it's a very interesting story. I think on a couple of different fronts, and um, I am intrigued on how it's going to play out. Now, the Rafa part of it, I don't know. I'm sure they'll call him. Will he answer? Meh. He might pick up the phone to see what they have to say, but will he leave? That's a stretch. I think I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think he knows if he leaves Everton at this stage after finally winning them over after a tumultuous summer and going to Newcastle for more money, like he would be run out of Liverpool. Like he would just be straight up run out of Liverpool. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want him there. Like, yeah, like just, it'd be rough. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not thinking about it. You know, that's the thing. It's like, I I heard everybody mentioning it and I was like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I do think we're, I think we're performing well right now. And, and at yeah. this point, I feel like things are, people are getting settled. Um, I think uh, financial hole is starting to, <coughs> uh, we're starting to crawl out of it. Um, you know, so I'm really curious about, you know, transfers this coming summer. I don't expect a whole lot going on in the winter. I think maybe a loan or two, um, if we're fortunate. Uh, but, you know, Rafa ends up leaving. We'll have to figure something else out. You know, that's we'll be okay. I mean, like I, I think we'll yeah. be okay. Um, will it hurt? Yeah, absolutely. Especially after you know what he seems to have done with Damari Gray and Andros Townsend. Like you yeah. know, that's that's the part where we'd be like, okay, well, are these two guys still going to be all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, man, I I'm a. I'm not super worried about. I will say, I think with with the new new owner, I do uh, I do feel like eventually with this much money, Newcastle is gonna be uh, a pretty big deal. I'm just I, I feel like when you have that much money, 
uh, it's hard not to. Um, so yeah, I I do think they're going to be going to be kind of a big deal. Um, you know, okay, if you're cool with you know getting a bunch of bandwagon fans on board, and you know if you're cool with having Champions League every year. You know, that's the other thing, though. I don't know if they'll be able to, like, attract that many bandwagon fans. It depends on what kind of players they're going to be able to attract, right? Like, uh, I mean... If they're getting paid, they'll be okay, man. Are they going to be better than... Are they going to be better than Manchester City, though? You know, are they going to be better than Liverpool, though? I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on who they hire as a manager because I do believe we are, like, this close to Steve Bruce getting the sack. Like, they're going to sack him immediately. It's what it seems. That's what I mean. That's the word. That's the word. That's what people are saying. Yeah. They'd be crazy not to, honestly. Right now, they'd be they'd be absolutely insane to let Steve Bruce write it out. Because if you let Steve Bruce write it out, you're surefire getting relegated. Like, yeah. So anyway, um, that's enough Newcastle talk on this podcast. Well, that's the thing. It's like. I mentioned it because it it's a thing today all over Twitter and everybody was talking about it. And I was just kind of like, you know, eh. Yeah, and the only, the only real eh for me. The only real link is the, the links to Rafa Benitez to Everton anyway. Yep. So. So, okay. I guess now they'll keep Alan St. Maximum though. <laughs> I don't know. There's this journalist, Keith Azul. Says that, <laughs> says that it's happening never never steer me wrong no no he's the best okay absolutely oh man anyway just a, just a master of the craft oh my gosh he's an invented in art form in my opinion that he's just like okay. it's great and I, yeah, it's top I'm, tier i it's it's just straight entertainment watch this watch somebody always falls for it it's great (laughs) to be economist (laughs) just a brilliant i i you know what if if uh i'm just gonna say this right now if uh keith azul chose to uh write a movie write some write a magazine anything I'll, i'll i'll i'd love to i'd love to watch that Love to read that. Anything. <laughs> I feel like it's a brilliant comedic mind. Just going to say it. All right. So uh, changing subjects yet again. Yes. Um, well, normally in this section, we have a little time where we get to know the guest or whatever, but everybody, everybody knows you now. You're, you're regular. I mean, everybody feels like they've already, I mean, some of them have even had a drink with you by now. So um so instead, I, I thought of a, a new segment because it's October. Um, we are going to do scary movie, yay or nay. I will be listing out scary movies. Can you tell me yay or nay? And if you haven't watched them, give me a hey. All right. We're going to get through that, and then we'll roll on to the United Review, and then we'll head up the, uh, the mailbag to finish it off. So... Are you ready? Scary movie, yay or nay? Yes, yay. Okay. Practice. <laughs> Good rehearsal. <laughs> All right, ready. And The Exorcist. Yeah, yay. Great film. The Shining. 
<laughs> you never seen that? Yeah, never seen that one. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. Got it. Uh, the Omen. Also, okay. Yeah, I've never, never seen any of that one. Yeah. Seven. Seven. I haven't seen that one either. I've never even heard you of that one. Haven't seen seven. I've never even heard of that one. Who's it got in it? Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Kevin no. Spacey? Doesn't ring Are a bell. you kidding me? Yeah, no, doesn't ring a bell. You go watch Seven, Jake. I don't even know why we should continue this list. <laughs> go freaking watch Seven. It's brilliant. Oh, uh, okay. Holy Write it down. David Fincher, man. David Write it Fincher down. directed yeah. it. Same dude that did Fight Camp. I mean, Fight Club. <laughs> okay? Seven. Okay, Seven. All right, I got it. Do it. Oh, my gosh. I've made, right. I've made Jerry very upset here. I'm so worried about you now. <laughs> God. No. Okay. Okay. Moving on somehow. Somehow. Uh, -huh. uh the ring. Nay, it's not for me. Don't like the ring. Interesting. Really. Yeah. Um Saw. Yay. Really? Okay. Uh, kind of like that. So I kind of like it gory sometimes, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, get out. Yay. Had a feeling. Uh, paranormal activity. Nay. Okay. Uh, Candyman. Classic Candyman, not the new one. I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, a Quiet Place. Ooh, double yay. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. The Strangers. Strangers. I've never seen that one either. It's very solid. Creepy. Um, Friday the 13th. There's only one. There's only. There's only there's only one eighties horror movie I think I've probably ever seen. Halloween? Yeah. I've seen like one, two, three. I think I might have seen four. Those are Did good. you yay like, Halloween? Yeah, I like all I like all three of the first ones. I think they're all great. Cool. Um The Witch. Hmm. It's a newer yeah. film. Yeah, 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 I've seen it pretty good um have you seen hereditary i have not yet but i've heard Do it's that too. i've heard it's mind-bending and i heard it's a really scary so uh, jerry, new, is jerry good new horror um not easy uh and i'll go japanese with audition haven't seen it okay yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> A little weird, a little disturbing. It starts off, oh, romantic comedy, and then, oh my god! Um, so yeah, Hellraiser. Eh, not seen it. There's a lot of these, you know. Rosemary's Baby. Haven't seen it. Eh. Blair Witch Project. Yes, yay! First one. Second one was maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's so bad. It's so bad. It, I was laughing. During the second one, I was like, what is this acting? This is horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. 
uh, Poltergeist. Yay. What's mm-hmm. going? Uh, have you seen the Babadook? No, I have not seen it. Okay. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm going to give this one a yay, but it's really corny. It's kind of corny. Like the old one? Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's got some creepy elements, but uh, for the most part, I'm kind of like, mm, it's all right. So we've gone through all these. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, so I really like The Conjuring. The first Conjuring movie was that's one that should have been on here. The Conjuring was excellent. Um, it's a really good one. Midsummer is one I've watched. <gasps> oh man, that one I gets didn't me. I think you would have watched it. That's why I didn't put it on the man. List. I've seen that one like two or three times. That's a scary movie. That is a it's not, you know what? I, I think that one's more like a suspense kind of thing. Like you just it's don't more know. Just- it's really mind, yeah, it's, it's mind bending that movie yeah i'd say midsummer's up there I, I saw that in the theater jake oh man i would have killed to see that in the theater honestly because it's uh yeah it's you really good until you've seen flowers breathing as a dress on yeah screen. that's crazy this that movie is so insane um yeah what's funny is one of the most disturbing parts of the whole movie is like 10 to 15 minutes in it's not gory at all when the face is in the the trees no no it's like no it's like at her house or something oh yeah yeah oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah not great great. Uh okay midsummer oh good those are two really good ones jake yeah midsummer and i will say the exorcist is up there on my list as well the original one it's um it's like it's obviously dated but okay it's great yeah the acting is really good i think the special effects are for the time they're pretty great when when the lights go out in the kitchen and you see that face that shit gets me every i'm sorry it gets me every time that with that face yeah it gets me every time it's terrifying when the lights go out and you see that face you're like no that's not okay yeah not okay not okay if I would have seen yeah. that in theaters as like a 13-year-old, nah. I saw Conjuring in theaters. That was one that I saw in theaters. Um, oh, cool. I didn't see that in theater. That would have been cool. Yeah, that was a very scary one in theaters. So, so yeah. I'm a huge – I love The Exorcist because it works on a, like a, on a dra- as a drama as well. You watch it. I mean, it's a, it's a film about a – it's a dramatic film about a family, you know? And the, um, the priests too, yeah, both of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, so it's it's layered. It just works. I, I think a lot of my favorites that I like of those, they they work on a couple of levels. You know, they're not just scary. They typically work like Hereditary. I feel like is pretty. You know, has some solid drama in it as well. Um, Carrie's so, yeah. a good one too. I like Carrie. Which one? Carrie. The oh the one- Josh, yes, yes. Yeah, very Carrie's good a good one. one. Yeah, Carrie's great. That's good. Yes, Jake, you got some good scary movie tastes, man. I don't no, like the corny yeah, stuff, just... man. Like, I like uh, give me some good scare. You know what I'm saying? See, that's I like. I I grew up in an era where I'm supposed to be watching Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth, and I didn't really take to them. You know, um, 
I kind of prefer the older ones that actually have a little more substance to the, like more character. That's just what I want out of stories anyway. So anyway, that's one of the reasons why Carrie, I like a lot, you know, Carrie's good. Rosemary's Baby is another good one, by the way. That is a good one, character film. But you got to watch Seven. There's just no choice. Go watch okay. Seven. Okay. It's just a cool, cool right down. freaking well-crafted movie. It's, you'll finish, you'll be like, oh my gosh, how did I never see this? <laughs> okay. Good stuff here. Yes. Moving on. So, it's international break. However, the last... You know, last last match we had was this past weekend, yep. and uh, I'm not going to say spoiler alert because if you don't know the score by now, oh, you know the score, I, I, like you know I, the score. I, I just don't think you're an Everton supporter at this point. Yeah, you know the score. Um, so one one draw at Old Trafford uh, with United. Um, our lineup was Pickford, Godfrey, Mina Keane, Mukadine, Alan, Ducore. Townsend, Gray, and Rondon. Uh, Jake, with that lineup, how were you feeling when you saw that come out? Going into the match, I was expecting like a 2-2 draw. I was honestly expecting a couple of goals because this is a this is kind of a fixture that kind of creates goals, Everton and Manchester United, especially at Old yeah. Trafford. I mean, it was a six-goal thriller last year um, at Old Trafford behind closed doors. Um, so I was expecting a draw when I went going into the match. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really United's not in great form. I yeah. don't know if they're going to put out a full strength lineup. They ended up not putting out a full strength lineup. You know, Ronaldo mm-hmm. and Paul Pogba started on the bench. Um, Anthony Martial got his first start in forever and ended up scoring, but yeah, you know, um, I mean, I feel like you saw that one coming and you saw he was in the lineup I mean, and like, just, you know, he, he has a tendency to score against us. Yeah. He does, yes. He is a he is a perennial scorer against. Or Everton. pretend to get fouled in the box, and then you know. And you know what? To be fair, I think without the the deflection on the shot, I think Pickford would have had it because if you look, there was he, a slight deflection, and he, he definitely made got it out of his grasp. That's true. You look at that, and it's like barely past his hands when it flies into the net. So yeah, I think without the deflection, probably would have saved it. Uh, but. Yeah, even even with the weaker lineup, even with no Dominic Calvert-Lewin, no Richarlison, no Alex Iwobi, no, you know, nobody, essentially, except for the... I like how you slipped Iwobi in there, by the way. Well, I mean, he's had a good start to the season. I, I understand yeah, that. Everybody... Yeah, but, but I was kind of like, with Richarlison and DCO. <laughs> I mean, look, the man, the man has played really well i'm not saying he's, he's a contributor he's, he has played he's, he's not a contributor on the level that dominic albert lewin and richarlison are but you got to give the man some credit when he's playing well um if you just said seamus coleman i'd have been like okay yeah no seamus <laughs> coleman too um yeah out missing gabamon still hurt mysteriously somehow um so it was a weak squad but both sides were weak you know, all I got is Scar put out a, uh, a weak lineup. So that, that to me, the, when I saw the United lineup, I'm like, hmm, we might be able to nick all three points here. This might mm-hmm. actually give us a shot to nick all three points. And to be honest, they probably should have. Um, had a couple of mm-hmm. really good chances. And 
I would say for the most part created better chances than Manchester United did uh, with significant, significantly less possession. Damari Gray had a shot from distance that was well saved by David De Gea. Mm -hmm. Michael Keane had a header that went just wide off of a free kick from Andros Townsend. Um, and the Tom Davies, should he, shouldn't he have taken the shot, played in Yuri Mina, has been hotly debated. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to slot him too much for not taking the shot. Personally, I wish he would have taken it on, and I think with a little bit more confidence, he probably would have. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hammer him because he, he, made a, he made a good pass to a Yuri Mina who, if he would have just held his run just a little bit longer, would have had a tap I mean, in. Like that was just literally scary. a couple, yeah, a second later, he would have had a tap in and Everton win 2 1. So yep. played really well. I was, I was impressed. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I was hoping for the win. We were, as a family, already celebrating when that went in. Uh, and then I was like, oh no, hold on, hold on. You know, my kids are flipping out, screaming, you know, and uh, yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, when the game finished, I was like, you know, that's a point at Old Trafford with you know we're, we're missing starters he you know? too yeah and, and and let's keep in mind where united are in the table it's not like it's a united squad that's sitting in like 10th right now no okay it's a it's a good point and it's a good performance and you're right could have won the damn thing yeah you know so uh i gotta be pretty uh optimistic on that one uh who do you feel like uh, who do you feel like played well? Oh, it's the normal suspects, right? You know, it's Alan, it's Abdullah Ducore, it's Damari Gray, it's Andros Townsend. Um, I thought Ben Godfrey was actually decent at right back. It didn't, you know, he he had his he did have the one he had. I mean, he was probably at fault for the Anthony Martial goal. He came way too narrow, and Yuri Mina had. Bruno Fernandez covered and he didn't need to come that narrow and it did lead to Martial having so much space but outside of that one mistake I thought he was fine um Godfrey so, looks like he's slowly getting up to he's getting back to fitness you know Yuri Mina was huge again um clearly our best center back Yuri Mina is mm -hmm. you know probably need to pay the man give him a, a contract extension that's what a lot of people are talking about um so just great performances all over the pitch. You know, Jordan Pickford had a great save on Edison Cavani on a, on a low header down into his mm -hmm. right. Um, and that, that, that was huge. Um, it, it was, it was fun. I even thought Tom Davies when he came on was, was solid, you know. Um, somebody I didn't, I neglected to mention in my lineup. I, I, I mentioned every damn starter and I didn't mention somebody one of the main people that I was hoping to talk about in the, in the freaking game. How did I, this is just shoddy, shoddy research, Jerry, but uh, Anthony Gordon. Yep. Okay. Anthony Gordon. If, yep. if only I knew someone who had recently written an article. Wow. Or is about to write an article, finish an article anyway. Um, so, um, I mean, uh, you look pretty confident. Um wasn't really giving up the ball possession was taking people on um it was encouraging yeah 
Um, so he was a bit timid when he the, the match first started. He was kind of, I think he was just kind of feeling his way into the match, seeing how he was going to be able to, to, to affect, you know, down that left side, you know, taking on Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who's a, an excellent one-on-one defender. Yeah. Uh, but he did get the better of Wan-Bissaka a couple times, and he, he showed pace. And obviously defensively, he wasn't, he wasn't great. He did make a couple of trek backs and slide tackles to win possession back. But going forward, I thought he was excellent, you know, showed mm-hmm. real pace. He didn't, he, he was physical. He wasn't getting knocked off the ball super easily, which yeah. I thought was encouraging because he's not a huge dude. Like he's, he, he's kind of a slight guy. Um, he put in a couple of good crosses. Uh, he put in a couple stinkers too, but I mean, he's a young guy. <laughs> you can't yeah. expect them all. I mean, you can't expect them all to be great. Um, but he looked, he looked really good and he looked like he wanted to be on the ball and he wanted to carry it forward and, and get into some attacking positions. And he tried to play a couple of, you know, uh, touch and goes with a couple other players. It was just, it was really encouraging to see him play against a high level right back like Aaron Mon Basaka and not look completely out of place. That was, yeah. I think that's, I think that's what you want to see out of a, a player who's started, you know, a handful of premier league matches and he's 20 years old. So yeah um i feel like we've all been we've all been like cheering him on you know we've all been hoping he'd have you know a few more breakthrough moments so um so anyway uh um anybody really struggle um You know, honestly, I, I can't really say that anyone did. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, there was not anybody who I was like, man, I really wish we could have gotten more out of X player against Manchester United. And we made maybe would have won. Like mm-hmm. the was out of his mind. Alan had, you know, he was great. I thought, I thought everyone was, I thought everyone played their role. Maybe Solomon Rondon, I guess you could say. He's the weakest. Yeah. But even him, there were a couple moments where I'm like, that's what they want him to do, where he's just bodying up a center back, getting control and releasing somebody. There were a yeah. couple of those flashes where I'm like, that's what I want. Absolutely. But he is. I agree. Uh, I, uh, this is horrible to say. Um, I was texting with some people um, in an African group chat, group chat, and I'm like, he is slower than my dead grandma. He's so slow. He's so slow. I can't, I can't put into proper words how slow he is. Because there were a couple of moments where he's like, all right, he's in on goal. And it's like he took two steps and the ball is already at David De Gea. And you're like, how is that possible? I feel like he's, he's missing a little bit of like match savvy. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't played in the Premier League for a while. I think there's a the speed of the game, a little more than he's used to lately. Um, it's me trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I agree. I think if I have to point to to a player who I feel like uh, I would have liked a little more from, I'd put him put him up there. Um, not a lot of people to put on that list though. And if we're going to be, and that's, that's if we're going to be really negative, I think you can point out some positives about Rondon's game. 
for sure. Um, but yeah, there were moments where you're kind of like a little underwhelmed. Yeah, maybe polite way of saying it. Jake, yeah, so vicious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you just got to be honest, you know. Um, I don't hate him. Like, I'm not like, I'm not ready to bin him off or nothing, you know. But the thing is, I like him. I like him. I think he's, I think he's a good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think in theory, after a while, I think he's going to prove to be a decent signing in terms of why we got him. But <laughs> you know what's really funny <laughs> is I was sitting there and I'm like, Tank Tosin looks faster than he does. And I didn't even think that was possible. You know the difference between him and Jink, though? Jink Tosin, like, is just not – he has trouble – Holding the ball up and holding yeah, he defenders does. off. In he does. Premier League. Yeah. Rondo Which is weird because he's not. I mean, like, this, that's the weird bit is like, Cheng Tosin's not a small dude. He's six foot. I think he's six foot tall. I remember looking it up when we signed him because we, because I remember getting super excited about Giroud and I was just like, yeah, finally we're going to have a big target guy. He's going to be able to win all these 50 50s. It's going to be great. We're going to have a. And then, and then we signed Jink Tosin, and you watch watch his clips, and you're like, "Wow, he's a one touch finisher. That's cool." But then I I, I did a little research, and I was like, "Wow, he's not tall. Is he going to be able to win what he needs to in the air?" And if you watch Dominic Calvert Lewin win like goal kicks, he can jump so high. It's insane he's, how he, high he's tall, <laughs> and he can jump, and he's he's built bulked up so he can hold people off a bit too. Jink Tosin can... just doesn't have any of that. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin could jump over my entire body from a flat, just jumping, boom, and over. No running, no pushing on the shoulders, just boop, boop, up and over with no problems. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't even think that's a bold statement. That's what's crazy. Yeah. He's a freak of Dominic nature. Dominic Calvert-Lewin just jumps over dudes. He's a freak yeah. of nature. So... Uh, so pretty decent spirits when this one finished. Um, yeah. Did you have any particular like that's my man of the match? Uh, I I do like um I think I'm trying to remember here. I think I picked Abdullah Decore as man of the match. Mm. I feel like he had the most impact on the game. Although it's, I think it was like really close between him and Damari Gray. And I made an honorable mention to Jordan Pickford uh, mm. because without his save on Edison Cavani, it's a loss. So. I didn't even pick a man of the match. Do I have to pick one now? No. That's the thing. No, can I, I just go, so. can I just sit there and applaud the team effort? Yeah, go for it. Why are you go pressuring me, Jake? What's the deal here? I, I'm not pressuring anybody. It's that I'm not doing nothing. I'm just sitting here <laughs> doing nothing. I want video of you training somebody, Jake. I so I'm uh, I'm I'm I don't feel like I'm a great coach. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm gonna be honest. I just you know I'm better as a, a fighter than a coach. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that's wrong. <laughs> I think you you probably you probably sell yourself short on a bunch of stuff. I'll just go ahead probably. and say Probably. Yeah, probably. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh I think you would be I, I think you would be like naturally very encouraging. 
actually. Uh, that's the vibe I get from you. Like you're a pretty nurturing dude. Like I bet you just, you could you know, like keep houseplants alive for like decades. Uh, just, I just get that vibe about you. And uh, so, yeah, man. But at the same time, I feel like you like driving someone to like sit there and like work harder and everything. Uh, it, it'd be cool not to, I like, I, I'll be like, yeah, he's yelling at me. I'm inspired, but I'm not going to take it personally because he's so nice. Just saying. I appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah. But uh, yeah. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. So any other comments on the United match? Uh, not on the United match in specific, but I mean, you'll take fifth place with 13 points going into the second international break. Um, I mean, I'm all, I'm there. Yeah. I, I think in, in any doubts I've had about Rafa Benitez have been completely dispelled. I'm, I'm a hundred percent in, I'm a hundred percent behind him and whatever he wants to do with the squad, do it, get it done. I mean, I, I'm going to still think it's a strange appointment regardless, but at the same time, homie's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. He's, he's uh, getting solid performances with uh, thinned out squads, which is to me really damn hard because we do have a thin squad. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not hating on the guy, not hating on the guy. I think he's done a good job and he's our freaking manager and uh, he keeps on churning out results like that. And yeah, what do you do? You know, uh, I do think there may be some people who he'll, he'll never win over. Oh yeah, totally. But like I said, if in the very beginning, dude, you may have said something very similar. He comes in here, takes this seriously and comes to, comes to work and treats treats the club with respect, even though some people didn't treat him with respect. If he treats the situation with respect, um, it could go well. It could go really damn well. Okay. Anyway, so that segment's done. By the way, I faked that throw. (laughs) It wasn't a real throw. It was a fake one. You're supposed to leave them in. You're not supposed to tell them that, Jerry. You're supposed to make them believe that it was. It's movie magic. All right, so mail time, mailbag. It's uh, this one's got a set of balls. This mailbag. Uh, so first question: Are you ready? Yes, yes, absolutely. If Everton could be owned by any Hollywood star, wow. who? Oh wow! I'm trying to think of who would be like a good, good owner. You can't have somebody who would like just buy it for like a vanity project and right disappear. You know, like let me just come up with a total random LeBron James. You know what I mean? Gee, that was just a random. I wonder. Fucked it out of the blue. Feel like he might have some kind of stake in some kind of team somewhere in the Premier League that is I... not great. I wouldn't no, know. It's not, yeah, I don't know. That's not coming to mind. Nothing. Nothing coming to mind. Um, there's no specific reason for this answer other than I think he's just an incredibly great human being, and I feel like he would be a great owner, but I feel like Keanu Reeves would be... What a good one. I love that. Like, I feel like I'd love that because Keanu Reeves is such an amazing human being, and he's just very down to earth and i think he would vibe very well with 
Everton supporters. So Keanu Reeves just, is going to be Just answer. imagine like him like in the owner's box. He's turned away talking to somebody. Then he turns back and he goes like that <laughs> to the camera. Oh, man. John Wick as the owner of Everton Football Club. Man. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that one. That's not that was not mine, but I think I I I will say that is on the list of ones I wish I had thought of because I did not think of him. All right. I literally just thought of like the coolest, most awesome celebrity I could possibly conceive of. And uh yeah, I I, I spit out Bill Murray. <laughs> nice. Fun fact, actually, uh, Bill Murray, his son was an assistant coach on the Xavier basketball team for many, like a couple of years. And I did was, know that. He was yes. at Xavier games all the time. Yes, so I it was remember. Hel- it's hilarious. He was in Cincinnati a lot. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, Bill Bill Murray. That's my that's my answer. I just don't know a lot about Millbury. just do some research just a random cool mofo he's a great yeah he's a great guy he's a great person all right so second question it's an everton one this time wow what's your thoughts on everton's striker situation and in the summer would you assign a new one to compete with dominic calvert lewin Okay, the striker situation is maybe complicated to some, but I think it's kind of straightforward um, where they have their guy um, and he hasn't really had any major injury issues up until this toe slash thigh injury thing, but it seems to be resolving itself pretty pretty straightforwardly. And I, I do believe that he will come back and probably play against West Ham if the international break is over. Um, Solomon Rondon was signed to a two-year deal. Um, I'm sure they'll write out that contract. I'm not sure that he is the best backup to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Personally, um, we've seen Lewis Dobbin come on in the last two matches. He is an immense talent. I'm not sure if he's ready to be a full-time backup to a Premier League striker. I think I'd like him. I'd like to get him out on. He's like 18 years old. Um, I think I'd like to get him out on loan in January. Get him a nice loan somewhere. Ellis Sims, on the other hand, that's what I was waiting for you to say. Ellis Sims is ready right now. Is he? Because I was going to say one more loan, like in Mm -hmm. the spring. No, I, I, I think Ellis Sims is ready right now. Uh, from what I saw at Blackpool, he's physical. He's an excellent finisher. He's a good header of the ball. He has maybe not as much pace as Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but he is not a slow player. He has shown the ability to play for 90 minutes. He did a lot for Blackpool. Um, Mm -hmm. And he can score goals. He's clearly got a nose for the goal. Um, he's a big lad too. Um, he's probably not as tall as Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I think he might be a little bit shorter, uh, mm. but he's a big lad. He's not going to get bullied off Dude, the ball. Dude, he's tall. He's Who very tall. tall. He's very tall. Um, and he's been a perennial goal scorer pretty much every level he stopped at. He was a good goal scorer at Blackpool. At U18 level, he was an elite level goal scorer. U23 level, 
he was banging them in left and right. Mm-hmm. I think right now, right now, if he's healthy, he could be the guy. I don't think guy. he is right now, though. He's not he? right now. He's, he's still recovering from the foot injury that he picked up at the end of last season. But I think if he were, you could use him as your backup striker right now. They're not going to with Solomon Rondon here this season. But if Solomon Rondon kind of stays on this path, I don't know, man. I could I could really see them just kind of binning him off or sending him out on loan or just sticking him to the bench or wherever and just having Ellis Sims be the backup to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I think he's ready right now. I was not going to go that far. I was going to say one more loan, preferably in the spring if he's healthy, and then give him a legit shot at you know with the first team to see how he could do. Um, I mean, honestly, hearing you speak, I don't, I don't know that we need another striker right no, now. No, I didn't answer that bit of the question. The answer is absolutely not. With you know, with Ellis Sims at the club and Solomon Rondon still here, even in the next season. You don't need to buy another striker. There's no need with Lewis Dobbin waiting in the wings, heir apparent, it seems. Mm. So just makes you nervous when you think about a long-term in- injury to, you know, you know, you, you, you get worried about that kind of stuff. Uh, and, you, and you wonder like, okay, well, would we be equipped? You know, are any of those players like, as good as Moise King. In the Premier League? I mean... That's an interesting question when you put it like that. <laughs> Moise King didn't show much in the Premier League. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. So, I mean, I don't... He also see... didn't get a ton of opportunities. No, I mean, he did get like 20-plus appearance, 25-plus appearances in his first season here and didn't really show a whole lot in any of those appearances. And, you know, I would say at least five to 10 of those were starts. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I like Moise Keen. I think he's a great talent. I just think personally, he didn't want to be here, which is probably why we didn't see right. the best of him. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think, I think we could probably get more from Ellis Sims than we saw from Moise Keen personally. Not saying Ellis Sims is a better player than Moise Keane. That would be right now. That'd be insane to say. But yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, don't open yourself up like that, James. No, 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 no. He's not a better player than Moise Keane. All the Juventus fans can leave me alone. I really like Moise Keane, and I wish he would have worked here, but he didn't. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna temporarily say I don't, I don't really want any striker temporarily. Like I, the way you know. Having this conversation and thinking about having healthy Ellis Sims, uh, in addition to Rondon and DCL, and the fact that Richarlison can play the role as well, um, there's there's possibilities. So, yeah, I agree with you. I just don't know if Sims is completely ready yet. But again, these are opinions. We don't even know. No one knows. Not even Ellis Sims knows. Um, Last question before we wrap up. Least 
favorite Disney film? Oof. Um, that's a good question. Least favorite Disney film. I don't, I don't really like Hercules. Mm. Not, I'm not really a fan of Hercules. I think also the Jungle Book. I'm not really a fan of the Jungle Book either. I think that's the old of, school one, the old one. Yeah, yeah, the old one. Because the just, new one, live action, is actually good. Yeah, the old school Jungle Book. I'm like, eh, it's not really mm. my thing. I'll, I'll go with the Jungle Book. Not, not a huge fan of the Jungle Book. Mm. I am gonna probably make some some enemies here. Oh wow! I don't. I don't. Although all the music's great, I don't really care all that much for Beauty and the Beast. Huh? There's some things like when I watch it. There's just certain characters I'm like, and you're likable. How? Hmm. You know? Oh, you. Look down on other people, you know. There's just a bunch of stuff that I don't like yeah. about some of the ways that that movie goes down. Yeah. So yeah, just annoying. So yeah. Anyway, sure. um, I, I I went a little more, you know. Normally it's like, oh, I just didn't like it because I thought it was annoying. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> it wasn't my reason at all. You know. Ugh. All right. I think we're done, dude. I think yeah. uh, that, is, yes. that, is, that is the end of the show. Uh, so, Jake, really quick, I uh, do you have any shout-outs you need to throw? Yeah, I'm going to shout-out all three of our fighters. Um, Nick, who was, it was his first ever amateur bout, and he won in 13 seconds, just knocked the block off the dude like it was crazy. We were going wild. What the hell? Yeah, he's really good and he's a great guy. Uh shout out to Ethan. Shout out to Ethan. He uh he went three rounds and it was a it was a tight fight, but he pulled it out and mm. he was he was he was really really tough and and that guy, man, he just goes forever. Um and shout out to Willie B, the new amateur champ, baby. New amateur champ. He uh man, he had a five round war with the guy it was it was back and forth it was touch and go and he ended up finishing them in the fifth round and it it was uh it was really cool so shout out to all three of those fighters man um they're they're amazing and uh i can't wait to see them fight again that is freaking cool i'm just gonna say it that's so freaking cool um one of these days we're gonna lead off the show and you're gonna tell me how you got into this mma stuff okay okay yeah don't tell me yet Deal. Deal. But I want to. I want. I want stories. I think it's fascinating. Okay? Deal, because it is so far from my life experience. <laughs> so yeah, I need to learn. All right, very cool. All right. So uh, also for everybody else out there, Jake's got uh, Anthony Gordon's story coming out soon on the Topic Lose website. So be on the lookout. All right. Um, speaking of which, here's the Topic Blues plug. For those of you watching, listening, whatever, and if you're digging what you're watching and listening, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues YouTube channel and or podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Please follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also check out the Toffee Blues website where you'll see, you'll see cool stuff like Jake's, uh, uh, you know, 
like a story on Anthony Gordon and also some other stuff by some other cool guys uh, who, uh, yeah, they're all, they're all Evertonian. They're, they're nice. You'll like them. No, you know, it'll be like a warm blue hug and not in a creepy way either. <laughs> We're like in a, in like a cousin you haven't seen in a lot of years kind of hug. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, all right. And uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's it. Uh, we're done. I'm going to go see how the game's going. Yes. Probably turn on some All playoff right. baseball here. We're going to watch the Rays and Red Sox go at it. The Raisins. Rays, the Rays. The Rays and Red Sox. Queen, Queens Park Raisins. <laughs> uh, yeah, we miss LVG. But yeah, the Rays and the Red Sox, huh? My buddy's a Yankees fan, and he's not happy. Not happy at all. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, Jake, much love to you, dude. Take care. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, good luck through the international break. Um, you know, no injuries, no injuries, no injuries, no injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Just close your eyes, try to go numb. It'd be like freezing to death. You know, know, maybe, maybe you make it out alive. Yes. Good luck, everybody. Much love to everybody. Let's, uh, let's talk soon. All right. See you guys. Jake, take it easy, man. Yeah, you too.